0: Welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're four-season ticket holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. So for a light-hearted take on Bristol's progress on and off the pitch this season, stay tuned. In this week's show, we review the 47-10 midweek triumph over Northampton and contrast that to Sunday's 59-35 away defeat at Wasps. Two very different Bears teams and two very different results. We also preview the Challenge Cup quarterfinal against Dragons at the Gate on Friday. All this and more on today's show. I'm Tony and this week I'm joined on the phone by Lee, Miles and Pete for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well gentlemen, it's Monday evening. Um, it's uh, what's it about quarter past seven. We're recording the show in... Uh, well, it's almost tropical conditions in Bristol. Um, uh, Lee, come to you first. Have you have you been enjoying the sunshine today?
1: Well, sods Lord, Tone. I was supposed to be working outside this week, and it all got rearranged. And I'm inside for the last week of our Indian summer. So, no, it's not been not been the greatest day for me today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And and Pete, uh, how are you? Uh, you've, You've been back at school, is it, for a week now?
2: I have tone, and um, you know I need a holiday already. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think i had long enough in the summer. Um, yeah, back at school, uh, all a bit different. Lots of new um, guidelines to keep everybody safe. Um, but yeah, um, enjoying the—you know—still trying to enjoy the weather uh, if possible. And uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to be back on the on
3: the on the grindstone. I think. And Miles, how are you this week? How's life Great, at the mansion? You? Um, well, I don't know, I've been stuck in an operating theatre for the last 10, 10 hours, and my daughter's just gone to Pete's school, and she said she needs a holiday already too! <laughs> so... <laughs> we're
1: working hard, Miles. Yeah, I thought you were right. going to say she needs an operation,
3: Miles. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but yeah, all good, thanks. <laughs> all good.
0: Right then, chaps. Well, what a week of rugby it was for us Bristol Bears fans. Uh, and uh, let's start with that uh, midweek game, Against Northampton and the forty-seven ten triumph. Uh, let me come to Pete first. Pete, your your thoughts on the game overall?
2: Well, it, in hindsight, it's it's a bit hard to judge, um, because you know we got off to a to a good start. We had some you know some some scintillating rugby, but but clearly in hindsight, you know we weren't up against a, a strong Saints side, and then we. We got to sort of three tries really quickly, didn't we? And then we spent ages, it appeared, trying to find every possible way to not get a bonus point try for a, for the sort of middle half of the game. Um, and of course, in the end, you know, we ran away with it and, you know, yeah, we scored tries and there was some great stuff. But I, it was very, very frustrating. Um and, you know, there was a lot of stuff there that was brilliant and was great to watch, but but the same old kind of things came on. And we, we did kind of huff and puff quite a lot in the middle of that game.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Lee, let me come to you next. Um, picking up that point... Um, we, we we did. I mean, it was. I think that's our biggest ever home win in the Premiership, but uh, it was against, let's say, not a great Northampton team and a team that were down to 14 men because of the uncontested scrums. Should that. Um, could did, Does that impact your view on the uh, the success of the night?
1: Well, I'll be honest. I mean, I think Pete summed that up perfectly, really. I, it was. It, I mean, I know it's very difficult to. Um, to be negative in any way shape or form with a you know with a result like that but i do agree that we did huff and we puff, and I, I thought we took our foot off the pedal um and we seem to do this in games quite often and i never ever have criticized um harry facker but i mean boy didn't he just give that pass inside and we would have had the um the the bonus try the bonus point already wrapped up before half time and then it would have given Pat a bit of freedom to be able to, you know, to maybe take players off a bit earlier than he actually did.
0: Miles, your, your thoughts? I mean, it's seven tries at Ashton Gate, obviously convincing win. Now, did did you did you feel that um, maybe we were a bit flattered then by that scoreline?
3: Well, well, I think so. I mean, I could, I hate to say, I mean, well reminded. I completely forgotten we had a period of uncontested tries. And I think the last time that happened, I, if my memory serves me I, that was against London Irish, and it ended up being in a dreadful game uh, and, a, and a draw. So, yeah, it, it, I mean, the boys are right. It, it, it seemed like a bit of a struggle for a period of the game, and the downside was that we couldn't get our best players off the pitch and rested. But, uh, I mean, I think at the end I was delighted by the result because we ended up playing some champagne rugby <coughs> Uh, and I thought it was fantastic. So yeah, I, I wasn't too disappointed in the huffing and puffing. At the end, we saw some amazing tries, and I, I was really pleased with the result.
0: Well, I, I'm glad I'm glad you, you you've rounded on on that or finished on that comment um, um, uh, because despite all those things we've scored seven tries and 47 points at home okay northampton aren't going well at the moment but you know we did put them to the sword and i think as you said uh, miles you know we we when we played Um, Irish wasn't it Um, with the uncontested scrums I actually think that sometimes helps the team that have gone down to 14 because I think we would have scored even more if we could have had contested scrums um, when we were very close to their line but let's let's, before we look at individual performances let me put this question let me put it to, to Lee first then have we seen the greatest try scored by Bristol Bears at Ashton Gate during that game? And I'm talking about the, the the try that Piers O'Connor finished off.
1: Well, I think that has got to be certainly up the top of the tree. I mean, just in in terms of um, a team try, I mean, it was fantastic, and it was it was lovely the following morning looking at um, some of the comments from. Fans of other clubs um, just saying why wow, that is—it's just breathtaking rugby. Um, I mean, it was—it was just absolutely fantastic to watch, wasn't it? And I mean, literally, it was—it was, it was something just got you off your seat. And I mean, O'Connor and <laughs> I. When he touched the ball over. I, mean, I don't think he, I don't think he had a lot of puff left. We're talking about half and puff. I don't think there was a lot left when he when he actually touched down. But
0: he, um, he, he no, winded he, he, he winded himself big time, didn't he? You could see when he got up. He thought, "I must make note, note to myself: don't dive on the ball when I when I dive over the try line." It
1: was a, it was a
3: it was a belly flop at the end, wasn't
1: it? <laughs> it was. Yeah.
3: Peak, I think his big his big hair was holding him up a bit so that was a bit, a bit of a struggle too well, I think
2: I mean that takes me back to a point I made last week I mean we managed to score a try the whole length of pitch with both the wind resistance on Semi's beard and the wind resistance on Piers O'Connor's uh, huge <laughs> barnet as well and that so I mean imagine if they um had had shaven heads it would have been even uh, even an even more decisive try so i think I, i've got to say it was but, great the one but, thing that was really good about it was sorry, Pete, the way I that just... semi made it yeah sorry it Pete, just, please... when you watch it again he creates that half a yard of space by just going on the outside and then popping it back in to Alapati. who then drove through the gap and then from then mo- that moment on it was just you know it was a, a little pass backwards and forwards it was a really good try
0: it, it it was sexy rugby, wasn't it? It was absolutely yeah. fantastic. I think on the they called it coast to coast uh, a coast to coast try. but mm. Let me just pick you up on your wind resistance thing, then, Pete. Um, oh, yeah Sorry. If if there's a tailwind, would would that be beneficial then to uh, you know semi's beard and uh, well, any any dodgy barnets? Yeah, I mean, as pretty-
2: every good sailor knows, if you've got a big jib out in front of your uh, your boat and it catches the wind from behind, yes, it it it, it can propel you forwards. So so, so it's really going into the wind is, is perhaps your problem with a with a with a big facial barnet like that. Um, so perhaps that's one of the things that. Um you know when Big Steve and Two is doing a toss and he's deciding which end to start first, he, he looks at the wind direction and and kind of decide which would be the best side wind direction out first. <laughs> been. So yeah, I think you're right there, Tony. Mm-hmm. It's a bit more complex than perhaps we may think.
0: Miles, let me come to you next. Let's let's talk about some of the individual performances. Um, ben Hill got uh, man of the match. Um, who, who else stood stood out for you? And you know. I, I struggle to think of anybody that that didn't have a decent game.
3: Um, I, yeah, I, I think you're right. It's hard. Collectively, they played amazingly. I mean, standing out, I thought Saka had a fantastic game. Um, but as a <laughs> problem with these matches when they come thick and fast, moving from match to match. Uh, I can't honestly say who <laughs> um, <laughs> stood out, because I'm just still thinking of the was yesterday as well. There we are. That's
0: that, that's the kind I'm
3: of... It's not about in- me, me, me to let you down, boys, but on this occasion, well done as a collection. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick
1: up for Miles as well, because if I'm going to be totally honest, I'm flicking through my notebook <laughs> trying to find the saints notes. <laughs>
0: Right, well, well let, uh, let, 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 uh, there we go. It's the I, kind of. It, is ever, aren't we? That's the kind yeah. of insightful punditry that our listeners expect <laughs> from Bears Beyond the Gate. <laughs> well, well, let,
2: let, Can let, I let, point out one individual
0: performance? That please, please do, Please Pete. do. Yeah. I thought that um, obviously Callum Sheedy kicked quite a lot of goals, but I am convinced at the
2: end of that game, when we were running away with it, that every conversion he was trying to bend it onto the inside of the post. 100%. You could tell he was doing it after our uh, pointing this out last week yeah. um, I'm sure he was because he was he was he was trying to drift it just to nick the
0: and he did manage it once in the game didn't he I think he, so, he nicked one off the yeah, outside think, of the post didn't he I so, think an individual
2: performance for Callum Sheedy for, for rising to the challenge that we gave him last week about hitting the post
0: yeah I mean I think that's 237 games in a row now that he's uh, he's he's hit the woodwork but but for me some of the people uh, I mean uh, semi Ranrandra um, again you know just to see that that kind of world class talent I agree with you Miles. I thought Thacker was exceptional Andy Urin, I thought again, um, he he has just been so strong these um, last couple of times that he's played, and I thought Piers O'Connor, who had looked a bit, maybe a little bit ring rusty, um, <laughs> let's get that phrase in, um, <laughs> since since he came back, I thought he really um, showed showed his worth, but boy, you know. I I don't think there was anybody that uh, didn't have a good game there. So uh, uh, a fantastic result. And um, I think, uh, you know, Twitter, social media, Facebook, we were all buzzing. And uh, then the team was announced for Wasps um, away. And as we predicted... Um, it was a very much changed team and uh, I think uh, the warning signs were there maybe that uh, this was a team that was going to struggle against an informed wasps and we put a poll on our social media um, on our twitter feed and we asked people what uh, what you thought the result would be this was just um, a couple of hours before the game and uh, the options were uh, wasps win big and uh, 57% of people voted for that a narrow wasps win was 19% uh, bear sneaker victory 22% and bears win big percent. I'm not sure who that 2% were, but I, I, I think they might have some very rose-tinted spectacles that they were uh, looking at their phones through. Um, so, you know, it, it says a lot when, uh, what's that, uh, more than three quarters of fans were expecting a, a, a Wasps win. But uh, let, let, let me come to Miles, so you, you have an opportunity to actually remember the game. Um, come to you first. Um, how, how did you feel? And particularly, tell, tell me about, how you felt with that, uh, that that start that first 10 minutes or so
3: well, well uh, thankfully as I was out for lunch yesterday and getting the, the news feed from you but I did have a chance to watch most of the match on replay last night and I can understand why you were crying after only 20 seconds when Chris Cook had an appalling um, charge down <laughs> by Wasps after about 26 seconds and at that point watching the replay to my wife I said He's absolute rubbish, we don't want him playing ever again for us, and I, I, I didn't feel as if he improved a great deal, to be honest with you, uh, it didn't set the tone very well, did it, but saying that Wasps, my goodness, they put out a hell of a shift, and... Fully deserve that sort of scoreline, but you can't take anything away from the lads. They didn't really sort of give up like they did at Sale. Um, they came back strong, and to get a bonus point win, I think it was really well deserved. Yeah, good, good, you know, good on
0: them. Pete, let me come to you. Um, h- how did you feel? Because uh, well, you were, you were watching it live, and uh, as yeah. as Marla alluded to the our, our our WhatsApp stream, there were so many expletives flying around it, uh, far more than I can can mention on this show. Yeah. Well, first of all, I might warn Miles to if he sees Pat Lam walking down the street and Pat has happened to hear what Miles has just
2: said, <laughs> <laughs> to maybe keep out of his way. Because I don't know if you boys heard the interview afterwards, but Pat was basically saying that at half time, when we were 31-14 down, they were still looking for the win, let alone a bonus point. Um, so they had they still had a massive belief um, and you know that kind of fighting talk is 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 the sort of thing we want to hear isn't it Uh, (laughs) miles but yeah i mean i I was i kind of actually for one for the first time for quite a long time i had a real think after that game and and thought how do i summarize this game because it was it was exhausting to watch and it was quite emotionally draining and it didn't make much sense a lot of the time. So, I mean, basically, I came up with the, the, this, This really, is that, you know, we are a good side. You know, we have skillful and we have physical players. And we also have a, a strong team culture and a, and a coach who has a powerful vision. But we're not a great side yet. And then what we're really lacking is consistent detail. And this has been mentioned on and off over the weeks about we've got to get the detail. But we just... Don't consistently produce the detail. But the thing is, if the squad stays together, you know, this will come. And I think as fans, we've got to be really. You know, we've got to sometimes step back from crazy games like that and, and believe in where we're going. And, you know, even to, even that game, we butchered a couple of early chances when we had gone behind, but we could have got back in the game. I mean, Piers O'Connor, there is absolutely it was inexplicable why he didn't pass it inside to Chris Cook. And who knows, if Cook had got that ball from O'Connor had scored his debut try... That might have lifted him a bit because, you know, he did have a, a bad game. And, I, you know, he's a pro. I don't want to diss a pro. But he'll know that that wasn't the greatest debut he's ever had. Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, as soon as you're in, under scoreboard pressure, it, it becomes really difficult. And I think, you know, all we've got to do is, you know, all we've got to do, the holy grail of, of being an Exeter or a Saracens, you know, as they were apart from cheating, is... You know, you've got to minimise mistakes and you've got to maximise opportunities. And, and that's a classic case of us not doing that at the right times on, on that game. But, you know, at this end of the day, it was worth a watch, wasn't it?
0: Uh, well, it's, it's certainly when you get, what, 94 points and I f- yeah. forgot how many tries, 14, 15 tries. But for me, there were a couple of points there that... Um, you know, as you as you said, there was the O'Connor not passing to Cook. If 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 he'd gone in under the posts, it would have been seven um, five to us after about five minutes. And then you just think that maybe puts a little bit of doubt in in Wasps' minds that yeah. um, they're, they're up against something. And the other one that had me shouting at the uh, the screen is um, I think we just won the ball back um, just before half time. Uh, And we just got ourselves back to 26-14. So I was thinking, oh my God, we might actually be able to get something out of this. And then again, we give the ball away and uh, they score a try to make it 31-14. Whereas if it had just gone out, regrouped, then, you know, I, again, I think maybe you know we what? could have made more of a I'm game I'm pretty of it.
2: sure, Tony, we lost the ball on a penalty that we had kicked yeah. for a line-out. We, we lost it on a line-out line line as, as well. The try yeah. On it. yeah, And, yeah. This is, yeah. and I, you know, I, we've got to be careful about dissing pros. We know 100% those boys put their bodies on light. And the fact that they, they didn't, their heads didn't go down, the fact they scored five tries is amazing. But, you know, that is the sort of detail that we have got to get right more consistently because to, to become the sort of team we want a team. And I think we've got to be realistic that these games will
0: happen from, you know, they will happen next year, to be honest, because a squad has got to grow together. They've all got to fit in. And that's what, you know, that's what Pat's saying. That's what he's talking about. But I think, you know, some of us have just got to sometimes think, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. But it's so frustrating when it happens. We all agree, don't we? Yeah, Lee. Lee let me come to you now. Um, I'd just like you to contrast that result and performance with um, the, the game away at Sale. Um, uh, can Can you draw you know much more positives from from this game than the the, the Sale performance?
1: Oh, 100%, Tane. 100%. And, and I think collectiv- collectively, we all said that on the pod last week, didn't we? I mean, I, I don't think any of us were under any illusions that we might actually, you know, win this game. Um, but we did all collectively say that we would, we would definitely put in a better performance. And I think we did. And I think, I mean... You know, I, I think that some of that criticism was was quite harsh. I mean Cook didn't have a great game, but I don't think he was quite as bad as what Miles was saying. <laughs> I mean, never playing for us again. I mean, geez, that's 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 pretty, that's pretty harsh, Miles. Oh, yeah.
3: Um,
1: and I, I just think there was a lot of positives. I thought Bates played well, I thought Dump good again. I mean obviously Malins was was man of the match. He was absolute class, but again, O'Connor was good Byrne looked good When he comes on Dan Thomas was still Doing his His stuff I, I think it was It, it Completely I, To me It just felt like We had learnt From that Cell game And like Pete Had already alluded to I think that We've We've got to go Through these games Unfortunately As frustrating As it is I think we have To go through These games As a squad to be able to come out the other side and gain the experience that we're going to need for the next two three five five years onwards you know and you know i've heard a lot of negative uh, opinions as well from from uh, bristol fans and i just think it's a little bit undeserving really i think you we can't just i think the trouble is we've got some world-class players in the side But collectively, we're not quite ready yet as a squad. And I think that, you know, until these people actually, you know, realize that we do need time to build, um, it's not going to, it isn't going to happen overnight, you know? Uh, I just think that... We will get there, we definitely will get there, but it's going to take a, another season or two.
0: Well, I, I, I really had mixed emotions because, you know, when we when we went down 26-0 after 20 minutes, I, I, I almost felt like walking away from the telly and, you know, may, maybe not watching it. But actually, at the end of the game, to score five tries and 35 points uh, at the Rico Arena against an informed Wasps team, um you know we we would have taken 35 points at uh, the start of the day okay unfortunately they scored 59 um but for me as well watching Max Malins play um yeah. I I was super impressed and I think Pat said on one of the interviews that I heard that uh, obviously Max is coming to the squad and and 10 is such a pivotal role that um, he really needed to understand the systems and the players before he could put him in there but Mm. I I just thought that was an absolutely outstanding performance by Max Mallins. and a couple of other people I I, I just want to mention as well Um, Jake Heenan I thought really grafted and I thought it was excellent that he was made captain and I thought that he had a really good game and a game will cape on I I just think um, you know he he is almost in the Thacker mode really Um, and uh, I, I thought he he had a good game pete let me come to you because there yeah. was uh, one person that um who uh, let's say has added a, a, a super extra dimension to the haircut um debate for so, bristol bears possibly the coolest haircut out there and that was uh nai adio lucan um or something sounding like that um how was my pronunciation there pretty good Tone I'll give you that you've obviously been practising
1: I've been practising I'm glad you've asked me this because it's allowed me to use the phrase ring rusty again
2: because the guy (laughs) clearly's got a bit of pace about him but He, yeah, he did look a little bit out of his depth to start with particularly, there was definite endeavour, there's nothing to do and he's clearly looked quite pacey and he was very, he was unlucky that his foot just went into touch on that try that, you know, it was a a really good effort, he's going to come better, I mean he hasn't played for ages I imagine um, but you know, it was just little weak links like that here and there that that didn't help. Um, but you know, he he looks like he's got pace, um, and and hopefully he'll learn from it. I I just wanted to go back to to what you said about Malins actually, that he was absolutely box office, and what was good about him was that he can clearly play off the back foot as well. Um, it's all well being a good fly off on the front foot, but that that. Um, try that I mean we're talking about try of the season, but what about the one that he scored when he did the interplay with O'Connor? Because he made that. He was on the back foot and he, he went for the gap, got through the gap. He's he's like a kind of he ghosted. Reminded me a little bit of Gus Scott in his um pomp, you know, the way he just like his little hips just swivelled around the tackle. And, you know, if you're good on the back foot as well as the front foot, you know, that is a that's a mark of quality. And his kicking was good I mean he was just I haven't seen. I, I really thought it was a, it was brilliant watching him. It took away from the kind of misery of, of the scoreboard, to be honest.
1: Um, so yeah, I mean, it's I, I thought it was. I, I thought it was one of the best performances we've seen from a Bristol player in a long time. Yeah. Individual yeah. performance. Well. Apart from the time he played for Saracens against us, the honest, the season, he was quality, wasn't it? Well, well, let, he? He wasn't let. playing for us then, Pete. No, <laughs> no. He, was still great, he was playing
3: well against
0: us. Let, let, let me come to Miles then. Miles, do, do you think, um, you know, clearly we've seen an outstanding performance at Fly Half? Mm-hmm. How, how how do you think that impacts on Callum Sheedy <laughs> do you, do you think now that there is real competition for that starting 10 or you uh, know we've got to where we are in the season with Callum at the helm um you know we 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 should continue um you know he he is the number one choice regardless
3: well i think we all would agree he was the number one choice because of the slight lack of competition up until now but that performance was outstanding he seems to have everything that Callum has got, a bit of speed, turn of pace, but he's got a bit of, you know, as we can clearly see, extra length off the boot from ball in the hand, accurate kicking at post. I might say, based on only based on just yesterday's performance, um, amazing decision-making, I think, as a number 10. And that's perhaps what Callum's lacked slightly. So... I think this is a bit of a span in the works work, just Pat's decision-making at number, number 10 now. So maybe he'll be asked at number 10 on the bench or first choice. But I do not think you can ignore that coming up to this crunch part of the season.
0: I, I, I certainly think, I, I think you're right. I think Callum has done an exceedingly good job, but he, he, he's had very little competition at that number 10 role. Um, I, I, I can see Callum starting, but I can almost see like, you know, we we've had with um randall and Uren that um you know to have malins to be able to come on at 10 if we need to change the game and also you know being able to provide the cover at fullback as well uh we, we we've got two quality number 10s to call on and to be honest that's probably been quite a while since um since, since we've had that at the at the bears no disrespect to the people that have played in that shirt but to have two that are really looking um so sharp i i I think is really good um and uh yeah as i say i think at the the end of that game to to come away scoring five tries we picked up the bonus point yes it's disappointing to lose like that but it felt like we'd come on that that um you know i hate to use the phrase second string but compared to the sale game where apart from that one interception we didn't really look that much like scoring um, to to score freely, and I think was it we we won the the you know we were completely outplayed in the first twenty minutes, but outscored them thirty five points to thirty three for the remaining sixty minutes. So um, although Which
1: it just made the first twenty more frustrating, didn't it?
0: Absolutely, when it was the self destruct yeah. button again that we 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 hit, and we all make mistakes, but we seem to have got into this habit of making mistakes early in games. Uh, mm. and it was the same with Sale wasn't it we were dead and buried with, with them having scored a bonus point within about 20 minutes yeah sorry Pete I was
2: just saying I mean, the irony is we're talking about a lot of great performances in a team that got hammered, which kind of shows the fine margins there is sometimes, and how the kind of fitting into the team ethos is so so important. And you know, that was perhaps at key moments where it went down. Can I just have a mention in dispatches for um, two players in the engine
3: room? I thought Ed Holmes,
2: you know, that was his second big game in a week, wasn't it? And, mm. and he didn't give up at all. And I and I think he's been a I just wanted to mention him just for his work rate and, and getting his head stuck in, and partly because of the fact when I said it on Twitter, he liked it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it was quite New, and Secondly, um, I, I thought it was the best game I've, I've seen uh, Brian Byrne. Play and I was I was very effusive of him on Twitter as well for a couple of reasons. One, he looked like he's put about five yards of pace on in about a week. I don't know where that's come from. And secondly, it struck me that he's got two Y's in his name. So he was, uh, he, you know, I don't know many people that have got a Y in their first name and a Y in their second name. So uh, grammatically and also on the pitch, uh, he really caught my eye.
0: On uh, and I, I thought he had, a re- I thought he looked really really good as well when he came on. Yeah, no, he did. I thought he he, he made a big difference, didn't he, when he came. On. Uh, one thing that was a little bit of a puzzle and I'm not sure we ever got to the bottom of it was why Joe Joyce and uh, Hawkins uh, swapped on the day that um, all, all of a sudden Hawkins was off the bench and starting wearing yeah. the number 19 shirt and Joyce was on the bench with the number 5 shirt my my you got th- any ideas Tom? well my, uh, my only theory would be um, if um, Vui or Atwood have maybe got a bit of a problem and Pat thought hang on a minute I don't want Joycey to have a uh, a full 80 minutes if 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 I need him for the weekend that that's the only reason I can I think or well, or oh,
2: I I I thought maybe he he got a bit he got caught short just before kickoff, and he thought he could just quickly squeeze one out, and suddenly, you know, sometimes it's longer than you imagined. And I reckon Pat was looking around. He thought, "Where's Joyce? He's not here." And they were literally running out, and so Hawkins got the call about a minute before he went out. Oh, I think you're right, Tone. I think it was. Um, I also think Joyce. Maybe they'd underestimated how much effort he had put in against Saints as well, because he had quite a big game and. Um, and I think it was a, it was a, perhaps it was a, cons- a last minute, yeah, conservation
1: decision. But uh, boys, you so. know, you know, we, sorry, you know, you know, we said about this first, this first half. I mean, don't forget going into halftime, even though we, we've been spanked, we still have 52% possession at halftime. Uh-huh. We've made 180 metres against their 99 um, and what was killing us was five turnovers you know yeah. and, and, and again it's you know for a game that we got absolutely for a first half that we got so beasted we still had favourable numbers going into that first half so yeah. it, it, it is just kind of just that falling asleep period where and we also, let teams in early I think we could also say and this is this is not a, a neg- disrespectful but I think WASPs pushed
2: the boundaries of the law a lot, and they got away with it. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that both teams, you know, I not that's not the reason we lost. But you know, it, it, they were pushing the offside line
1: all oh, the time, weren't they? they and, ever
2: And I thought, you know, it's all very well saying they got turnovers. I thought they were very on the edge of lying on the ball, and all you know, and and just they're clever. They were they were like it was like watching the All Blacks, and you think they can't possibly win again. Oh, they have. They can't possibly... And I just think, you know, fair dues to that. That That's, you know, they're full of confidence and so they're confident to do that. And, you know, I just felt that was a... They were playing... I'm not saying the ref had a back... The ref was all right, actually. But they were just playing the
1: rules as a good side... But sadly, but sadly mate, as... As as we know, though, I mean the rich rich city behind us in in Ashton Gate, it would have been absolutely tearing his hair out, oh, wouldn't he? he? But yeah. the good the good teams are right on the line, yeah. and they and always like, and they, that's they, why they said push it, but they get away with and it. They, they, it's How fair
2: often? enough. You only play you play until you get told not to, and that's kind oh, of yeah. streetwise, and they did that very well as well and that comes with the fact they're confident they were you know they were at home and they were hundred percent confident in what they were doing and they got away with a bit more than they might have done another day. So it's all part of the mix, isn't
0: it? Right then gentlemen, before we leave these two games, I'm sure listeners at home will be dying to know who got closest in our predictions um, (laughs) from last week. So um, um, uh, all all four of us got both um, predictions right as far as the the home win against Saints and the defeat against Wasps. Um, And uh, a very clear winner for the Saints game, The, the point goes to Lee. For his prediction, <laughs> for his forty-one seventeen victory prediction. So, uh, congratulations, Lee. That brings you up into uh, to two points and uh, into the lead. Um, it was a little it's bit. Of the table. It, it was a little bit closer for the wasps. Again, we all went for the defeat, but um, the person that um, had the biggest points difference and the highest wasp score was uh, my good self. So uh, I, I shall award what? myself a what? point. That, that That was my, my prediction You're of no
1: this. Am, am I Am I right in saying that Pete is still scoring this?
0: Well, <laughs> let, 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 let me read the table. So you have myself and yeah. Lee with two points, Miles with one point, uh, and Pete um, looking at the championship uh, drop door <laughs> at the moment. Uh,
2: uh, and that's in the context of Mars's two predictions of
0: 150 nil and nil nil draw. Right. So, so let's let's just have a look at uh, what um, what the league is looking like after the results. Obviously, Gloucester are playing Quins tonight, but uh, we saw Leicester uh, won the East Midlands derby, 28 points to 24. Um, uh, the, the the battle of two teams that really are, are in quite poor form. Um, London Irish lost at home 40 points to 25 to Worcester. Again, you wonder whether they've just given up on the season. um, we had Sarri's B beating Exeter B, 40 points to 17. And the one game that I'm sure all yeah. Bristol fans were looking at was uh, we were hoping that Sale would do us a favour and uh, beat Bath, but uh, they certainly didn't. Um, Sale losing 22 points to 37 against Bath. So, what that's meant for the table is Bristol have dropped down to fifth in the table. We have 59 points. Uh, a points difference of 38. Um, Sale are also on 59 points with 171 points difference. Bath are now uh, up to third with 60 points plus 52. Wasps have 61 points plus 115. And Exeter guaranteed top spot 73 points plus 231 points difference. So I'm not going to debate this tonight about where we think we're going to finish in um, at the end of the season because obviously we've got the cup games coming up, and I want to concentrate on that. We will return to this subject um, next week, um, but let's uh, we'll we'll move on in a second. The only thing I do want to talk about um, in relation to that, we did do another poll. On our Twitter feed Uh, Nearly 240 people took part And we asked them What would your preference be To have a top four finish In the league Or um, to reach The Challenge Cup Final So before I reveal those figures I'd like to go round everybody And just you guys See what you would prefer I'll kick it off Um, Mine mine is to, to get to a Challenge Cup Final Lee, what which way would you go?
1: Exactly the same. I've said that for weeks, Tone. I think this has been a, a bonus season for us, um, to finish, you know, where where we are, finish as high as we are. Um, but I want to win some silverware.
0: Okay, Miles.
3: Um, I would agree, but I think the caveat slightly is that I've been really excited about the way we've been playing over the last sort of group of games. And it's invigorated my sort of spirit in this getting up into the top four. But despite that, yeah, I think we need to concentrate on Europe. We you know, before lockdown we could see a path to the final and I hope that still continues.
0: Pete Well, I've said this elsewhere, and at the end of the day, the league is the bread and butter,
2: but knockout rugby is the tasty side dish. And I'm all over it with you and me, I think. There's nothing better than the excitement of a cup run. And I think we gotta go all out for it. And uh, and and you know, even if we can't go and watch it as fans, it's just that the excitement of, of
0: winning a meaningful game that lends you on to the next one is 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 everything. So I'm 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 all over it for the challenge cup. I don't care whether it's the challenge rather than the champions, it's a cup. Yeah. Well, interestingly the poll, two hundred and thirty nine people took part 64% said they would prioritise a top four finish, with 36% talking about getting to a final. So uh, let's, uh, let's move on. Um, you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Bus Sprout, and many, many more platforms. If you like what you hear, please leave a review or rating for the show. You can contact us with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're Bears Beyond Gate. And on Facebook, you can like and follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page. So... Um, as Pete wrote in the Bristol Post today, in our regular Monday column, he is looking forward to us slaying the dragons at the gate. <laughs> so, Pete, we've got a, a Friday night European Challenge Cup quarterfinal, 7.45pm yeah. kickoff. Um, give us your, your thoughts um, about the game.
2: Well, I think clearly... Pat's got that targeted. We're going to go all in. I think we've got a. We we need a we need a win. We're going to. We've rested our big players. Um, you know we need some momentum. And I think you cannot put a second team out or a, a, a weak team when you've got a cup game when it's knockout, especially against a Welsh side. So I'm I'm. I'm, as I, I said in the article I think Pat will, will pick a really strong side I think that's why we had a weaker A slightly weaker side Against Wales uh, against, against Wasps um, And I think we're going to see the big guns back again Because you know, you've got a purpose You've got a real purpose for that game It's not just about getting a few more points To, to inch a bit further forward It's about you've got to win it If you don't win it That's it so it's 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 going to be a and that's the motivation. The motivation is a semi final against a potentially big European side, which is going to be a you know what we will be up against next year. So it's all about winning on Friday. Every, and I don't even care winning. I just want to win. Even if we win ugly, we're going to win so that we can
0: get on to play. You know to to, to to play the next round, the semi let let me come to semi semi in the semi semi in the semi okay let me let me come to miles now um one thing, uh, you know, as we are battling, you know, two games every eight days at the moment, um, the Dragons, um, after lockdown, they, they played on the 6th of March mm-hmm. um, and then um, they had a game on the 23rd of August in the Pro 14, followed by another game the following weekend on the 29th of August. Mm-hmm. So they they have played two competitive games since lockdown. They will have had three weeks rest between their last league game uh, and this uh, cup game, do you think that is going to be an advantage for them because they will have a fresh, fully fit squad that have just been able to focus on this one game for the last three weeks? Or is it a disadvantage because they won't have had that competitive edge that you get from, from playing rugby? What What's the balance in your mind?
3: Well, I mean, to be fair, they've had a lot of time to analyse Bristol's game because we've played so much. So you could argue that's an advantage for Dean Ryan and his lads. But um, practice makes perfect. And we've played a lot of competitive games. We've proved that we are, in parts, getting better and better. I know the lads are tired, which is a hammering schedule. But I think we are up for this one massively against Dragons. And. I think it would be to our benefit that we played. Um, we're match fit and match ready. Yeah, and I think it will be D- Dragons' disadvantage. They, it's all well and good playing, practising plays on the training field, but you need to be match fit. You need to be, you know, in your body and in your mind, uh, and I suspect they're not. So that's that's what I think. I think they're well disadvantage. Said.
0: Lee let me come to you next I mean there was something I think Stuart Barnes wrote a, an article in the Times saying um, Pat's got it wrong by not prioritising the league No, nobody remembers this other European Cup and I think I think we pretty much covered that but what, what do you make of Barnsley's uh, comments? Well I mean I couldn't really
1: say how I feel on the podcast because um, it might contain a few more expletives uh, so but, you know, I, I just think that he's, Stuart Barnes is so anti-Bristol. It was quite ironic that he actually played in that side, by the way, wasn't it, in eighty And won a cup, wasn't it? Yeah, in 83. Yeah. it's yeah. yeah. um, just so, he's so uh, negative towards Bristol as a club. But, but, you know, I mean, to be honest, I'm really not that concerned with what Barnes has got to say. I, I think that Pat's got it right. Um you know, ultimately, I think Chiefs are, are the best team in this league. Um, we're not ready to challenge them yet, but we are ready to 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 hopefully get some silverware in Europe. And I agree with Mars. I think that they've, they've had three weeks off, and we all know rugby players like to play once once a week, once a fortnight and they can train as much as they like but they will not be training to the same intensity that we that we are playing matches and they've got no one to train there's no one on that training pitch it looks like semi Randrandra. you know it's they i think that we, we we are set up to win europe and you know i'm calling it like a, a almost like a meaningless trophy i mean really i know it's not the champions cup but but it's still a European Cup with very, very good European uh, European opposition in it. So we've got this far. Why not? Why not go and you know try and win it?
0: Uh, absolutely i don't think anybody in 30 years time will say i i remember i where i was the day we qualified fourth in the the league but um if you watch a a european final whether we win it or not i think that's a memory that will will last very long in people's minds pete
2: can i yeah i just wanted to say let's cast our mind back to the group games pat all the way through we're saying we want to win. We want to win this cup. We want to go deep. Yeah. We want to. We. This is important to us. We. Every, we're putting out strong sides. So he's been consistent all the way through, right from the start. And what's the point of entering one if you don't want to win it? Yeah. It's. I, I. I'm like Lee. I, I. Stuart Barnes is. 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 Got. He writes newspaper articles. You know. To. to sell papers. And. And fair enough. You know. That's. It's great. It's made us talk about something. So. Fair dues. But. You know we, we have been consistent and pat will continue to be consistent that's why i think he's going to put a strong side out because he said that all the way through and miles i've got to say you have just missed a massive opportunity talking about dragons about their preparedness for the game because boys <laughs> if you put a ring out in the rain you know what happens to it it gets rusty so oh, those boys, oh. those boys <laughs> are going to be ring rusting, aren't they? It's, I can't believe <laughs> you, you blew didn't Yes, you have one job. Tony, <laughs> one job <laughs> that up to you. It was like that own goal that um, that goal that whoever it was yesterday missed uh, in football and tripped
3: over himself. Miles, I'm disappointed.
0: Anyway, oh, let, 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 uh, and
3: also to, to sort of stick the fingers up to Stuart Barnes in a polite sort of way. I mean, don't forget teams in this competition. been some of the great Stade Français, Toulon Bordeaux and now Bristol I Mm. mean it's hardly meaningless isn't it these are great names of rugby and, and I think it's nonsense what he wrote to be fair
0: Oh, he's riled Miles now. I like. I, I like
3: that. That is anger.
0: Let's let let's talk about some of the names that potentially we might see when uh, the the both teams are announced. We've um, got a lot of Bristol connections there. I think recent players: Ryan Bevington, Rodri Williams, Jordan Williams. Um, uh, Pete, let me come to you. Um, any of those concern you that uh, they they might do us some damage against their uh, former employers?
1: Um.
2: Well, I mean, Rodri and Jordan—we we've seen them. We've been infused by their play in the past, haven't we? We know they're quick. We know they're lively. Um, I think, to be honest, I'm more concerned about the fact that D- Dean Ryan is their coach um, because you know he's a he's a steely sort of bloke, and uh, you know uh, he's, he's 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 a. A wily coach, and you know he's he's going to want to beat us, isn't he? He's going to relish the chance. So, you know, I, I think we've got to be wary. It's all very well giving it all this big
0: talk and stuff, but we've got to be prepared. We can't take anything for granted next Friday because they'll come at us, however ring rusty they might be. Um, so, I'm I'm thinking that Dean Ryan is the biggest. Uh, sort of Bristol threat as it were for, as, a, as a link than, than the players but yeah we'll see and Lee your thoughts I mean they've, they've got um, I th- whether he'll play or not I'm assuming he will Ross Moriarty um, very very Ooh. influential for for Wales Hibbard that uh, again another Welsh international played a lot for Gloucester but um, will we see Jamie Roberts squaring up in the centre against uh, semiran randra and will he be fancying that I think he's 36 now is he Roberts he's certainly in his mid-30s um, you know is is, is that um, something that Sammy will be thinking yeah I'll, uh, I'll I'll take you on for pace son
1: I, th- I think the good thing about that Tone is that Roberts is a doctor isn't he so uh, at least he'll know how to patch himself up and he's back in the <laughs> change room after yeah nice. um, no, I mean, you know, with all due respect, Dragons, they, they, they're they a dogged side. I mean, they have got good players there and there is the, the, you know, the Bristol connections. But ultimately, I think collectively we're a better side and hopefully, you know, that shows on the night. Um, I, you know, I respect Dragons. I think they're a good side. Yeah.
0: But ultimately, I, I don't, I, I don't think if we bring our A game that they can beat us. No, certainly when you look at their league form, they, they played 15, won five, drew one and lost nine. So they certainly haven't had a great season, finished fifth in their uh, Pro 14 um, conference. So um, let's get down to the nitty gritty then and score predictions. Let me come to Pete first. Um, what, what are you going for, Pete, for the Dragons game? Well, I think that, you know, I, I, we, I'm i predicting a win but I think, as per normal, it won't be
2: straightforward. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I, I feel that there might be some drama on Friday night uh, and maybe the odd expletive. So I'm going to go Bristol win, but kind
0: of close. I think I'm going to stick with my maybe 23-14. OK, 23-14. Miles, let me come to you next.
3: Okay. Um, well, I'm going to increase slightly. I'm going to go for uh, 31-14. I think they might sneak a couple of tries, but we'll hopefully get a bonus point and maybe a slot of penalty over. Okay, Lee, your prediction. As I I always do, I've changed my mind a couple of times. (laughs) Uh, I I think this is going to be a dogged one, but I think ultimately we're going to snuff them
1: out. And I'm going to go for Bristol 24, Dragons
0: 9. Oh. Ah. 24, 9. Right, I am going to be... I'm going to call it even closer because I don't think you can ever underestimate a team of Welshmen when they get to play the English. Um, I th- I'm i going for 21, 17. Uh, but that's Ooh. with them scoring a late try to, wow. to, to make that's it tense, 17. Tense. That's tense. I'm nervous already now. So, so so there we are. I've gone for 21-17. Lee has gone for 24-9. Pete, 23-14. And Miles, 31-14. We shall wait and see. So that's nearly it for this week. Although I do believe I can hear the distant sound of a goat. Um let me go to Pete. Um, you, you, you have a goat. What's got what's got what's got your goat this week?
2: It's it's not a particularly original one, but it's it's kind of in the context of a serious thing. So, uh, as you know, as people know, I'm a teacher. When I went back to school last week, we were under quite severe. We've got new guidelines for COVID. One of the big guidelines is teachers have got to walk around school to the classrooms rather than the other way around. And we in our school have made a decision that every time a teacher leaves the classroom to walk somewhere else, we need to put a face mask on um, for very good reasons. So i am be wearing a face mask a lot of the day because I've got a lot of lessons, I walk around the school. I thought, well, you know what, I can do double this up, a bit of safety and a bit of marketing. Why don't I order a Bristol Bears face mask? In fact, I ordered three for 20, so I didn't, I can have enough for the week. And not only am I going to keep my pupils and myself safe, but I'm going to be advertising in the amazing uh, club in our city, because, you know, we've got nearly 700 pupils, we've got over 100 staff. I just thought I'd be doing this club a massive favour, as well as keeping everyone safe. So... You know, well before the beginning of term, I put my order in for my, uh, for my face mask, my Bristol Bears face masks. And guess what? They haven't arrived. So for the last 10 days, I've been wearing a hanky over my face, trying to keep everyone safe, and, and, and no marketing whatsoever. So, boys, I, you know, I, I hate saying this. We say it all the time. But, but there's a pandemic on. Surely they must have thought people would be like snapping at me their face masks. So, you know, that's my go. Not only have they missed out on a marketing opportunity, I, I I'm not sure I've kept myself as safe as I could have done for the last ten
1: days that's it Tony do, you, Tony do you know what I thought he was going to say that he'd been wearing around right his mouth I thought he was going to say that he was wearing his budgie smugglers <laughs> I tell you what one day
2: I forgot my face mask my disposable one and I couldn't think of anything
0: else that I could put around my face <laughs> to be honest <laughs> oh dear dear well uh, one one little bit um i i i i reckon i'm predicting that we might soon see some um some of the leisure wear range come out from from Bristol Bears. I've just got my uh, my spidey senses are tingling that uh, it could be time to to see a few more retail opportunities but uh, unfortunately it have sounds you, like there won't be any masks in those uh, at that, that range
1: have you taken a step back from maybe suggesting that we would see and possibly a new shirt by Friday time
0: i I think um, I think it would be a great marketing opportunity I still think it is. But whether they're thinking, actually, are we going to save that for a semi-final or even a final to uh, to do mm-hmm. it? So, I th- I think we're we're more likely to see a bit more of the wider range, as I say, the leisure wear range. Um, in the in the near future and then um, hopefully it won't be too long before we see the shirt and I'm sure we will have plenty to debate once the 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 home and away kits are uh, revealed well that's it for this week thank you all for listening Uh, it's been quite a topsy-turvy week one win uh, one defeat but we've got a European Challenge Cup quarterfinal to look forward to. We'll be back next week reviewing that game and hopefully looking forward to a semi-final at Ashton Gate. That's it for tonight. Good night.